1: Welcome to the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary, probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path.
2: Welcome to Arts and Lifestyle Wednesday presented by Cinematic Visions and another edition of Reconcilable Differences with Danny and Jane. Yeah, we have our differences from time to time, but seeing as we've been together for over two decades, I would say that uh, that's a pretty good track record right now. I'm happy. I think Jane is happy. (laughs) She doesn't get to speak in the first part. Uh, We got a lot of things to talk about. I think we're just about played out as far as uh, the Super Bowl afterglow, but it's good for the city and people are going to be happy. And they'll, every time they think about it, and when the football season starts next year, they'll be happy, 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 joy, joy. And there's a lot of happiness to go around in the world, and there's some in our world. We do have uh, new technology at our house. We have a lovely puppy who has now been with us for a year. Is Willie not here? I think he's wandered off. He's wandered off. And we have some other things to talk about Academy Awards and some shows that we've enjoyed, some music that we've enjoyed, some history that we've enjoyed, and some people that we can remember too. Uh, fondly, and maybe give you a tip or two for some things that you may never have even thought about discovering. All this is part of Arts and Lifestyle Wednesday and another edition of Reconcilable Differences with Danny and Jane, and it's presented by Cinematic Visions.
1: More of Danny's reasonably irreverent podcast after this.
2: Cinematic Visions has been an affordable solution for professional media production in Kansas City since 2003 offering award-winning video production and creation as well as a wide array of digital and social media management services from planning scripting filming editing and post-production to delivering your product to a watching world cinematic visions will provide professional and affordable services for you and your business with the necessary return on investment to make it all worthwhile cinematic visions goal is to unlock the power of storytelling through video and a strong online presence for your company beyond the numbers they want to inspire and evoke your clients to Feel and act. Let my friends at Cinematic Visions embed your brand where it belongs in your customers' minds. You can find them online at cinematicvisions.com or with a quick phone call at 816 600 6300
0: Hey, it's Brian Haney, voice of the
1: Jayhawks, and Matt Llewellyn here at the beautiful 23rd Street Brewery patio with our best friends.
2: We
0: want you to meet Bo and Indy. Say hi to the folks, guys.
1: <laughs> yep, man's best friend is welcome here on the patio at the 23rd Street Brewery. That's
0: right, Brian. Come in and have one or more of our craft beers, eat, hang out with your pups. Is it true that the
1: 23rd Street Brewery is the only brewery that has a pup-friendly patio here in town? It sure
0: is, Brian. 23rd Street Brewery is the only pup patio in town that's officially licensed to have pups on the patios. So come over and bring your pup. The
1: 23rd Street Brewery, in front of High V, off of 23rd Street and Castle.
2: Welcome to a fantastic way to make a great improvement in your lifestyle. Expert, caring, and relaxing massage therapy from Nina Bryant and Healing Frequency Massage. Nina brings a medical background and a passionate zeal for healing and creating a wonderfully calming and relaxing experience. If you have chronic aches and pains, anxieties from the stresses of the modern world, or you're just plain seeking to feel better, Healing Frequency Massage can do for you what it does for me. I've always enjoyed an occasional massage but was never overly fired up about it. That has all changed. Nina's caring and exacting approach will make you want to stay on the table forever. She will craft a plan tailor-made for you. All you have to do is reach out at HealingFrequencyMassage at gmail.com or call 816-988-1654. That's HealingFrequencyMassage.com or 816 988 one six five four why wait if you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience contact us at danny at danny look forward to hearing from you welcome back and as we tape this this week we are getting warmer days not always sunny ones But uh, a little bit of warmth, and it's probably a tease, my dear, because it is still February, but it does give you the thought as it's 6.05 or 6.10 and it's still light out, or it's 6.30 in the morning and it's actually starting to get light, that maybe we're at the light at the end of the tunnel as far as winter is concerned.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, I just every little moment helps. You know, having been to Mexico and felt the warm you know, tropical ocean breezes come in. It's like you you uh, really realize how desperate one gets <laughs> for spring, which really, really doesn't occur till April.
2: And even then, we with the vagaries of weather in Kansas City. But usually, we're not going to get many cold days. But here in February, we literally it could it could snow next week. So uh, I guess we're not certainly out of the woods yet. But even if it does snow, one person or one entity or one member of the spe- the world species who's happy is our dog, Willie, because he'll go out in the snow and the cold, and he doesn't care, and he's just a happy pup, and as of yesterday, he's been with us for a year.
1: Yes, it's so exciting. He uh,
2: Now, he's, he's been with us for a year. He's a little older than
1: Yes, me. a year and three months. He is doing great. He loves the outdoors. He'll stay out there all by himself. As you say, he's his own dude, and uh, he loves it, but he's... Uh, the the warmest pop we may have ever had,
2: no doubt about that. And as I mentioned, we've had the Super Bowl, we've had the parade. Kansas City, I think, has still has smiles on their face. One thing that was a very odd and ironic twist on the day of the parade was the fact that Raquel Welch, the actress, passed, and she made a movie that sort of put Kansas City on the map a little bit. I was just doing research before this and. She was on the cover of Life magazine as the Kansas City bomber. Well, when she passed away, Kansas City bomber started trending on Twitter and people were looking at their phones and they were actually getting concerned because they thought there might be a Kansas City bomber. It's kind of the world we we live in right now. Exactly,
1: exactly. You know, the really interesting thing about Raquel Walsh that I reread after she passed away is, you know, how she talked about she thought what what a fluke it was that she was a sex symbol. She goes, if people knew who I really am, you know, so that tells you something. But, you know, she kept it up for as long as she possibly could. And she had that fabulous wig business. And uh, that's still that's going to go strong forever.
2: Well, I think that that's one indication of what maybe she was talking about. The fact that, you know, she didn't feel... Uh, like she was a sex symbol. Of course, a lot of people say that. I don't know. You could look in the mirror or you could just look at the evidence of people thinking that you were, but that she would sort of want to pass on beauty to other people, be it people who are going through trying times or, or difficult medical conditions or anything else. You know, that's not just a business. That's sort of a, a service to people.
1: Well, i that's the thing. I think she was a very pragmatic business person. She very level-headed, and so... How do you square that with someone who's being looked at as a sex pot? It's really funny. doesn't hurt the kind of outfit she wore. You know, she was amazing looking. Uh, But, you know, very smart person. That might have been a little confusing to some of the men she dated and married.
2: I would think that might have been. It shouldn't be, but it might have been. Well, we have some new technology in our house that we are mostly embracing. We have switched TV systems, and I managed to actually install them with one minor glitch and uh, we have three areas now I have a much more palatable area to work out in with entertainment because we've switched over to a OTT
1: streaming
2: OTT streaming there we go and it's a direct TV product in some regard but also OTT is more what it is as far as streaming is concerned and mostly I like it I think and and it is We have three areas where we're doing it, and each is a different generation of television, and it has improved each television. Amazingly. But it's not going to turn a 12-year-old television's picture into the same picture that a six-months-old television is, but you're enjoying that part of it.
1: Oh, God, yes. I mean, the sound, everything, the the, the volume is more, um, you know, sensitive. So you can, like, raise the levels better. I don't know. You know, it's, it's really quite nice. And there's so many great streaming services now. So you can just sort of enjoy that. We're still semi-conservative in what we've done. We're not going totally over the top um, because we need too many... Um,
2: regular old regular
1: old station we like Turner classic <laughs> movies. he's got a bazillion different sports station he wants so we can't if we did it all streaming we'd be paying probably more than we are for this
2: <laughs> So but we're still it's all you know it's all something that's a, in in our world now is uh, something to deal with the the Royals television contract literally weeks before their TV uh, before their baseball season might have crashed and burned because of a bankruptcy for Bally uh, Sports. And they may have to, people may have to do more streaming there or Major League Baseball will have to do. All this te- technology is so different. But one thing that you can do and consume always are – the TV series that you more and more get into. Now, some of our series that we watch, for instance, this week, we haven't got to it yet, we'll be watching the final episode of All Creatures Great and Small for this year. I'm very much looking forward to that. And you have revisited Last Tango in Halifax, which is another BBC series. And I have seen it, but I have not seen Season 5 yet. How are you finding the return? Because between Season 4 and Season 5... There were four years. Yes. Season four was in 2016, and season five was in 2020.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, there's been an evolution. Some people have gained a little weight <laughs> during the pandemic, haven't we all? Um, so that was a little shocking, uh, but no less, no less the weary for great acting skills. Um, some of you will know who I'm talking about there uh, but it's fabulous I mean it's just it's funny it's serious uh, quirky characters and it's it's almost like the the uh, ensemble cast has gotten better I really think I really watch this and they, they're long enough that you can really get they're like little mini movies
2: so explain the premise of the show a little bit
1: um, well there's two main older characters in their 80s and uh, they were high school sweethearts and through a fluke of a letter not getting sent they both went on their separate ways and married other people and then late in life they reconnect with each other and end up realizing they were really the loves of their lives and they got married get married but it's all about both of their quirky families and how they're sort of blending these and all the you know dysfunction that is working together and makes it quite comical but also moments of seriousness but most of it is lighthearted, and a lot of these people are very famous Shakespearean actors, right. as usual on BBC, uh, so it's fun to see some people. Uh, one of the lead characters I used to watch when I lived in London, didn't like him at all, and now I am I think he's just fabulous. So it's been <laughs> an evolution for me.
2: And it also is set in Halifax. Oh. and. You have, we've, we've gone to Halifax on multiple occasions in recent years because you have a very good friend who lives in Halifax.
1: Yeah, I did a concert in Halifax. Halifax, UK, you know, northern area, um, in, in the Moors. In the Moors, Bronte yeah. Bronte Sisters, beautiful. the Moors. So there's
2: beautiful landscape, too. In this.
1: Gorgeous. Land- and I recognize locations. In fact, the church that is uh, the focus is that, that's where my friends got married. I forgot Wow. So it's really kind of fun. It's like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, so that's kind of fun.
2: Well, and also a little historical note as we wrap up the first segment of this, uh, The I don't think uh, we have seen the two pubs that are in Halifax, but there are two pubs in Halifax where I, in part, recorded the very first podcast that I ever did, which was about uh, the World Cup at that point in time in 2018. Yes, 2018. And I did... Sort of man-in-the-street, man-in-the-pub interviews, and uh, that was the very first podcast. So if you want to go find that way back, it's at the very first page of the podcast page. You can listen to the very first podcast that uh, I ever did, which was based in Halifax. So that's Last Tango in Halifax. For you streamers out there, another recommendation for you and, of course, PBS has their own streaming service there's all kinds of ways to get it so another recommendation for you and and we've mentioned it many times on this program but if you've never seen All Creatures Great and Small that's a lovely series also I said also not as well Yay, are you happy
1: Danny filler filler
2: <laughs> and so we'll come back here in a moment and talk a little bit more and give you a few other little tips and Thoughts and opinions coming up next on Reconcilable Differences with Danny and Jane.
1: If you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at Danny at DannyClinkScale.com. Look forward to hearing from you.
0: Hey, Kansas City, Joe Spiker, Easton Roofing here. This happens all the time. I had a homeowner call me because a roofing company talked him into submitting a claim for hail damage. The claim was not denied, but all the insurance paid for was cosmetic damage to the roof. Of course, there was no damage to the roof that mattered. The roofing company was just doing what most do, turn it in and hope to get lucky, with no thought to the consequences they leave behind for the homeowner. The homeowner asked me what to do, and unfortunately he was stuck paying his deductible for a bunch of unnecessary repairs. Because if he doesn't get it fixed, the insurance won't cover his roof anymore. Turning in an insurance claim is not something to do willy-nilly. It is a serious procedure that requires serious people to help you through the process. That's why you should never turn in an insurance claim without having Easton Roofing take a look first, for free, and keep you from filing erroneous insurance claims that can hurt you in the end. Easton Roofing. Integrity Matters.
2: It's always great to catch up with Dr. Brad Woodle from Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture with eight convenient locations all around Kansas City. And one of the things we wanted to talk about is red light therapy. Danny, we've ran
0: across this new information by a brand called Trifecta Red Light Therapy. We've been learning about it through lasers and infrared and near-infrared lights. But what's been amazing is that we figured out it can help people heal. It can help with nerve endings, neuropathies. It can help out with fibromyalgia and inflammation. And what's amazing is it even helps to change the way that the body contours, looks, and feels.
2: That sounds really exciting. It must be a therapy that makes you smile.
0: There's over 60 studies published on photobiomodulation. And it's just really made a huge difference in patients that weren't getting the results that they normally would with anybody. And now we have
2: a neat tool that we can give them to help. To learn much, much more, visit asfca.com slash Danny. That's asfca.com slash Danny.
1: More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this.
2: Welcome back. And it's time to talk a little bit about the Academy Awards. Now way ahead of me madam streamer now as i used to see all of the academy award uh, academy award winning nominations uh, films and that would usually cover most of the actors and actresses who would be nominated too that is not the case this year we haven't got back to the theaters as much as we should and obviously i watch a lot of sports and a lot of other things so i don't have quite as much viewing time for things like Seeing all the films, or basically all four of the five films, for the Best Actress, and I know that you've really enjoyed talking about this with me and have, have some really strong opinions and recommendations and thoughts about the actresses who are nominated this time around.
1: Well, I'm looking at the list again going, oh my God, Greatness Abounds. The only one I haven't seen is Michelle Yeoh and Everything Everywhere All at Once. I will admit that. But the other four, Michelle Williams and the Fablemans, just a unique performance, right. very unique Andrea Riceboro, the one that was basically written in and to Leslie, the most authentic and to me the most authentic. So if you're looking for authenticity and that's what they're rating things on, she might be the one to beat. Anna de Armas from Blonde, phenomenal. I mean, shockingly phenomenal. Yeah,
2: you weren't even going to really, I wasn't you was just going to sample I was it. just going
1: to sample it because I knew she was... Uh, you know, she, And how many times have you seen people, right. this was totally unique, even with a slight Spanish accent, you didn't care, that's how effective she was. The only concern I had was the horrendous depression and angst that um, clearly Marilyn Monroe faced her entire life, it isn't always in tears. And there was i have never seen so much tier, uh, tearing going on. If anyone should just win a general category of best tears, best
2: crying, best
1: crying—I've <laughs> never seen. I don't know how she got home and functioned. Kate Blanchett, un, effing believable until the last fifteen minutes, and I don't know what happened there. The I can I can Well, no, and her performance—I right. can't decide. I think it was a mixture of both.
2: No, oh, I mean the name of the film. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: Tar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that this is right in my, you know, in my wheelhouse because it's all about you know, a conductor in right. classical music. I've lived this life, so I was totally related to it. The only thing was the last fifteen minutes were so over the top in. In her going over the top, and she's supposed to be, but sometimes things are hard to watch on screen. Maybe that was the purpose, but there was also such a disconnect in the last fifteen minutes. I'm not sure in the end i thought she should win and then i saw the other two anna and andrea and then i'm like oh my god i do not i just don't think anyone in the academy it's going to be an easy an easy vote unless i miss something unless michelle yo's uh, you know pr- performance that i have not seen is something beyond earthly. Well, the Academy
2: does seem to love Michelle Williams, and they're going to have to probably give some awards to that movie. And I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, so uh, we'll see. There's always kind of different vagaries. I think as far that's I, a
1: mistake, then. But that's just my personal opinion. I still, th- I think these were all phenomenal performances. So who am I?
2: Yeah, Michelle Williams was just—it was a difficult character to play. I mean, she really was just weird, very a very, so know, very strange and, and odd person. So yes, uh, and. Uh, really had it was the centerpiece of the film yes. as much as it was about Steven Spielberg. But yes. anyway, excellent movie. Well, on another, If there
1: weren't his mother, there would be no Steven Spielberg. Right.
2: On another note, uh, not talking about excellence, about a month ago, maybe a little more, I had mentioned, I don't even know how it came up because then you started furrowing around on your phone or something. I brought up this book that I had once owned, called The 50 Worst Films of All Time. And basically, I haven't even told you this, <laughs> the, I had a lot of books that I had in a, in a big case, like that you get sent off to college with one of those old trunks, okay? So I had stored these there, and when I returned to Lawrence, and I would have to go through the vagaries of uh, going, working in the bean factory and everything else. Well, at one point in time, My car was impounded, and I was supposed to go to the junkyard and get all my possessions out of the car, and they crushed the car two days earlier than they were supposed to. They said, you got to be out here by Friday and get your possessions, and I get out there, and they said, your car's been destroyed. So, I mean, it was g- gone anyway. I wasn't going to be able to use it. So anyway, I lost that book. I lost a presidential book I really liked.
1: He's worried about the book and his car was smashed. That's well, I'm the car say. was
2: done for. So it didn't really, it was dead. It had, it, you know, that's why it got hauled away. It was Blah. stuck on the, anyway. Okay. Well, I was also poverty stricken at the time. So that would so oh, student that's why, days, David, that's why I had, student a, days. that's why I had a car that was uh, no longer running, you know, as as they, as Bill Murray said in Stripes one time, uh, very funny line in the movie Stripes, he, his car died in the middle of a street in New York City, and, and, and uh, a passerby yells at him, he goes, you can't park that car there, and he goes, I'm not parking it, I'm abandoning it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there's the story of how I lost the book, The 50 Worst Films of All Time, which was actually written in 1978 by a 17-year-old boy basically and you can't believe it when you read the book I'm starting to read the book again it's hysterically funny if you can you can find it because Jane found it and it was my valentine's present and it it's well let's put it this way it's a 40-year-old book and used we had to pay almost $50 for it so it was that's how sort of a cult figure it is in the in the world but uh, it is just a his. Now, of course, you have to appreciate the fact that there are no movies after 1978 in it. But it's just one funny bit after another about these really bad movies. Some of them are famous, like The Omen is in there, and uh, you know, there are some big blockbuster movies, Airport '75. Oh, uh, there is some, but a lot of them are like. Santa Claus conquers the Martians and you know <laughs> the creature of the, of the not the black Lagoon there's a, a lagoon one anyway it's really a funny book so I can highly recommend it but it did inspire you to sometimes try and research and look up these movies and we've I don't think we've told this on this podcast and and it's totally politically incorrect these days it would never have been made but one of the books uh, one of the movies in the book is the terror of tiny town which they actually show on classic Turner classic movies every now and then or at least they did I don't know if they do anymore because we saw it probably three four years ago maybe I mean we've seen it a remember, couple yeah, times yeah. yeah anyway it is an all well used the term of the of the time it was an all midget western or an all little person western okay and these tiny people play this western dead straight There's the the good guy, he's got a white hat, and there's the villains, and they've got black hats, and they're running all around in Shetland ponies. (laughs) (laughs) Just getting in and
1: out of the the, uh, saloon doors was all I needed. You have
2: to reach up. And slapped the saloon doors with their hands because the, you're not walking through them. They were shorter than the saloon well, doors. Well, and
1: a lot of them came from, from the Wizard the of Wizard Oz. Wizard of Oz, right? So you will recognize faces. <laughs> I think the uh, the mayor of the mayor of, of uh, I think he's in it. Yes, right. But and the guy and the guy that you know uh, the lollipop guild, <laughs> the main guy handing the flower, the lollipop. I, mean, I think to the uh,
2: lollipop guild man is in it too, but. If if ever you can see it, I mean, you'll just double over and say, "Oh, I shouldn't even be laughing at this." And the it was pe- probably pro-
1: good money, you friend, know, oh, which is they, hard. And yeah, well, but, but, there was but only but a
2: certain amount of it's of little people.
1: It's impossible not to laugh, and I feel so bad. I feel really bad. So don't don't hate us, okay?
2: <laughs> and the one other thing, probably the maybe the funniest. There's so many funny things in the movie, but maybe the funniest thing are the little shant saloon girls.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were acting all sassy and sexy, and they and, look
1: like my old chatty Kathy dolls. And they
2: are yes. not—they yes. are not very yes. sexy, to say the least. Well, anyway, there's there's an odd recommendation for you. <laughs> They'd probably be charged. Also, I doubt you'd want to pay the freight. So if you see me around and you want to borrow my book, I'll lend it to you sometime. Danny,
1: I hate to tell you this, but I got it used for nine bucks on oh, Amazon. You, you did? You said it was gonna be
2: forty two.
1: That's the new one. Oh, you that's You can the still new... get a new one.
2: Oh, okay. So
1: guys, you can go online and probably get the last two left.
2: There you go. Do that. Do that instead. Oh, that makes me feel better. I said only ten bucks of your money, you'll have hours of laughter. I read like a a film a day. Now yes. uh, I have got 50 days of entertainment coming up. <laughs> but as far as better entertainment is concerned, why don't we do a little uh, rabbit hole thing here? And this is an odd rabbit hole for you. Okay, first. Now the second one you may be familiar with because lots of people who we listen who listen to this uh, watch CBS Sunday Morning. But uh, we are big fans of one Hoagie Carmichael, oh. and. Oogie Carmichael is a very famous songwriter and he writ- wrote scads of famous songs from the in the 1940s and 1950s and 1930s and he was in a lot of old movies and uh, usually sat at, it was a uh, a uh, supporting player who uh, he's in. T- What's which, which the Humphrey Bogart? Was it To uh, Have and Have Not? I yeah,
1: think. yeah. And he's always at his upright piano. He's always
2: at the piano, and he's from the South, and has kind of a Southern way of singing. But he's from uh, Ohio. Well, he sounds like he's I'm he sorry. sounds like he's from the South. Yes. Okay. He sounds like he's from Kentucky. Well, Ohio's almost in Kentucky. So,
1: yes. There you so go. So there you go. There you
2: go. Um, Anyway, he's uh, what are a couple? His old Buttermilk Sky is one of uh, his famous uh, songs. Um, and all kinds of good songs. Start, not Stardust. So you can Google up, you can Google Hoagie. Yes. Anyway, you're probably familiar with 25 of his songs in in the Great American Song Catalog. And uh, we, we sometimes will po- just pop on a little Hoagie. We, oh, we yeah. can ask Alexa for Hoagie Carmichael. I have him
1: on Spotify in my car. <laughs> he has this something. No one does what he does in the way he sings anymore. And he's got such a range of speaking. It's almost like speak singing. And his he's lyrics prof- are funny. And, lyrics or, or are touching. fantastic. Right. He was a lawyer. Uh, his his um, sister, when she was really young, um, they had no money, and she they could not get her to medical treatment because they did not have the money. And he never got over it. And he'd gone into law, but he said, "You know what? That's just not where my heart is." And so he just gave gave his all to songwriting. It's a fascinating, and he's brilliant, brilliant person. You can tell by the way he writes his lyrics.
2: And so that is some old timey fun for you. But these songs are classics. They're 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 forever, forever great songs, and uh, you know, great music. Uh, lives on even when people are long past, like yes. Hoagie Carmichael, who lived a long and, and a prosperous life, as a matter of fact. And somebody else who did was Henry Mancini, who wrote Moon River and a million f- uh, very familiar Pink Panther. songs. Pink Panther, you know, you know all these, rib- and if they did a bit on CBS Sunday Morning, so I'm sure you could uh, access that from last, last Sunday, about... A new recording session with Quincy Jones and John Williams, who was a piano player for Henry Mancini, just sort of a session piano player back in the day as uh, Johnny Williams, as yes, a matter of fact. Yes. And they are re-recording a, a famous producer who actually is married to one of uh, Henry Mancini's twin daughters. And they're doing a new album of Henry Mancini songs, one of which is the famous Peter Gunn theme yes. Theme. <laughs> just the th- the thought that somebody could make two could actually create two riffs i mean he wrote many great songs but two riffs that if you just walk up to somebody and go or yeah, and then-
1: <laughs> or um
2: that's probably a little less familiar but yes oh
1: every- ba, ba, da, ba, da, ba, we do we're ba, movie fans ba, we ba, know it. Ba, ba, da, da. everybody knows that he has a little little lilts going on there so yeah, anyway. the two the I other two, I wasn't in full voice there.
2: the other two are instantly recognizable yes, yes. Uh, but anyway uh, that's a interesting uh, and that should be I that sounds like a new piece of music that I would like to access sometime, but if you want to uh, go and, and watch the story, it's a really cool story about uh, Quincy Jones and Henry Mancini and John Williams and, and all these famous music, musicians. Go look who, at
1: old photos of John Williams when yeah. he was a boy. That was really fun. They threw out a couple of them out there right. during the show. Johnny oh. Williams. Johnny
2: Williams. Little Johnny Williams. Well, there you go. There's a little rabbit hole stuff for you to spend and while away your hours, and if anybody actually gets a copy of the 50 worst films of all time i will have done my job on this podcast and thanks to you dear it was another enjoyable time until
1: another day (laughs) (laughs) this podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like easton roofing the presenting sponsor of kansas city profiles at the danny Kling scale reasonably irreverent podcast easton roofing where integrity matters. We hope you enjoyed the latest Danny Kling scale reasonably irreverent podcast. Come back soon for something fresh and new.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>